Oh, Captain. George Takai. <laughs> All our heroes have fallen. I see you passed out on my bed, Captain. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, not cool. Not cool. Fascinating. You know, took, took the clothes off a drunk guy he had brought home from a bar. Yeah. The guy just thought they were hanging out and being friends. Well, and the guy that was allegedly passed out, allegedly. Yeah. Of course, I deny the charges, Captain. <laughs> mm. Anyway, hey, what's the number one selling cereal in America? By major know. takedown of this cereal by the New York Times over the weekend. I, I actually don't know. <laughs> I didn't know it either. You want to take Cheerio a guess? Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes is number two, but a distant second. Number one, and with way more sugar than anybody thinks when they eat a bowl or give it to their kids, including me. Honey Nut Cheerios mm. is by far the number one cereal in America, mm. and it's crazy sugary, and mm. most people don't know it. Mm. But uh, that and nutrition information of different kinds coming up later. Surprising things. Really? Isn't it on the box? I don't know. Anyway, mm. I like Honey Nut Cheerios, Oh man, that's good. They're good. A little sugary, though, I just heard. Oh, <laughs> A little um, so, Did you uh, hear about that mountain lion in, in San Francisco? How crazy is that? Diamond Heights neighborhood? A live mountain lion. I just read it. A wildlife guy said it uh, wandered into the city, apparently. Wandered in. Number one, did it pay the toll? <laughs> Does it have fast pass? How the hell do you wander in? It did not cross one of the bridges. It's crazy. Came up the peninsula, they thought. Eat somebody? Uh, nope. Nope, but it was right next to a park with a bunch of kids in it. Oof. And they thought, ooh, made time to... Time to put the putty cat to sleep. Oh. But literally to sleep. Oh, okay. And then they relocated. Oh, well, that's nice. Still crazy. You don't expect to see big wild beasts in the city, do you? What a nice story. Although I saw a raccoon the size of a bear once. But anyway, back to you. Uh, so, you know this guy, Roy Moore? He's uh, running for the Senate. He's the rootinous, the tootinous, varmint-shooting senatorial candidate outside of Yosemite. As I, as I think. West of the Pecos. As I think they said on Saturday Night Live, he dresses like Woody from Toy Story. Is that to lure children? Um, <laughs> oh, hey, wow. Unfair. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought we were going to deal with facts here, with allegations and responses here, not with, like, childish impugning of the man's character. Facts. I, won't, I he, won't have it. He does kind of dress like Woody from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so that is a fact. We've yeah. established that. So the Washington Post came out with the story, what was it, on Friday or Thursday or whenever it was, that uh, a woman claims when she was 14 that he... He touched her all over and made her touch him all over and a variety of things like that. Yeah, and some other gals came out, and then coworkers said, yeah, we knew he was dating high school girls. But, you know, and I these can, women have... I re- can't independently verify this. It's a political season where many claims are made. Many accusations are leveled. Well, you got multiple accusers there. They've told other uh, uh, news outlets the, the same story again. They're not backing off their story. And um, and I just I just feel like I don't know this. I just feel like... A lot of the people that are speaking out in D.C. and Sean Hannity's own own attitude on this interview is that they believe it. I well, could be wrong on that. Hannity is a hardcore Trump guy. Absolutely. Moore considers himself a, a pro-Trump guy. Steve Bannon is behind him, etc. So if Hannity was going hard at him, that does speak a little more loudly than if, say, you know, uh, Don Lemon was going hard at him on, on CNN. I think Roy Moore went on Sean Hannity thinking he was going to get kind of a, a puff piece interview. and Or at least friendly ground, and sure. Could, and he could say he's done an interview. But anyway, we'll play this little montage of some of the back and forth. 
would it be unusual for you as a 32-year-old guy to have dated a woman as young as 17? That would be a, what, 15-year difference or a girl 18. Do you remember dating girls that young at that time? Not generally, no. If I did, you know, I'm not going to dispute anything, but I don't remember anything like that. But you don't specifically remember having any girlfriend that was in her late teens even at that time? No, I don't remember that, and I don't remember ever dating any girl without the permission of her mother. Would it be mm. normal behavior back in those days for you to date a girl that's 17 or 18? No, not normal. If my daughter is 17, my daughter's 16 years old. Uh, if she's 17 or 18, I don't want her dating a 32-year-old. I wouldn't either. And you can say unequivocally you never dated anybody that was in their late teens like that when you were 32? It would have been out of, out of, out of my uh, customary behavior. That's right. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> that's not even good hedging. What kind of an, yeah, what kind of an answer is that to that question? I, you know, I feel weird even pointing it out because it's so pathetic and obvious. So I, I, what I yeah, was, all that would uh, certainly be outside my uh, normal, uh, well, pattern of usual behavior. So uh, anyway, or I don't recall that. You don't recall dating somebody less than half your age who was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eight. You don't remember that? No, I, I don't recall that. That'd be outside my normal. I don't know how pattern of normal uh, practice uh, at the time. I don't know how old you got to be before you forget old relationships, but I think I can remember everybody I've ever dated, oh. and how old we both were at the time. Um, uh, positive, Sean. You know, I was married when I was thirty-two, so I'm a poor test case. Positive, Sean. Did you date any teenagers when you were thirty-two? No. Uh, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> Go, that's, no, that's the end of the answer. No, I have not. I did not. Never, never let's, happened. Let's let's hear that uh, tape again and contrast it I with got the, positive Sean's I got the transcript if you really want to parse it. Um, Would it be unusual for you as a 32-year-old guy to have dated a woman as young as 17? That would be a, what, 15-year difference or a girl 18. Do you remember dating girls that young at that time? Not generally, no. If I did... I you know, I'm not going to dispute anything, but I don't remember anything like that. But you don't specifically remember having any girlfriend that was in her late teens even at that time? No, I don't remember that, and I don't remember ever dating any girl without the permission of her mother. What? Would it be normal behavior back in those days for you to date a girl that's 17 or 18? No, not normal. If my daughter is 17, Agreed. my daughter's 16 years old. Uh, if she's 17 or 18, I don't want her dating a 32-year-old. I wouldn't either. And you can say unequivocally you never dated anybody that was in their late teens like that when you were 32? It would have been out of, out of, out of my uh, customary behavior. That's right. And he choked on that. I mean, that was his answer, and he choked on it. It would have been outside my customary behavior. You know, Sean was, <laughs> Sean was trying to give him yep. teed up. Absolute denial. And an ability to come out and say, and, and no, absolutely go. not. Right. Right. I don't know who this person is. 
I don't know why she thinks that happened, but no. She's obviously a troubled young gal, and I feel for her, but no, we never did. I never touched her. What was his lack of ability to say that sort of thing? I mean, is he unwilling to lie? Is that why he got hung up on that stuff? That is an interesting thing. You know, does this fall into the category of a guy who actually is or tries to be a devout Christian or 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 whatever and has a, a bit of a sex kink? That's out of character with the rest of him, because, you know, that's we've talked about this many times. You can be a a captain of industry, a a neighborhood leader, a good this, that, the other. But you got a weird sex kink. I wonder because because you're right. It's inexplicable. The guy's a runner for Senate and B probably a bit of a he likes him really, really young. So obviously he's not 100 percent straight and narrow. But he can't bring himself to outright lie. That's interesting. Yeah. See, that's the stuff of like a really good literary character or a a Shakespearean tragedy or something like that. A complicated man. No! Sean, I've been dating (laughs) 14-year-olds or 17-year-olds. I'm in my 30s. What, you asking me if I went out with high school girls? Hell no! I didn't go out with high school girls when I was in college! Wow, that is something. And what was that uh, That not without asking their parents' permission first? I, I, ask her mom. You know, as soon as Betty Lou comes home from junior high, I'd like to take her out to the uh, the malt shop. Jeez. All right. No, he's not accused. Uh, although 14, you could be an eighth grader. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was an no, eighth grader. No, I'm not sorry. I am completely unsorry. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could be 14-year-old eighth grader. Hey, guys, we got another clip if you want to hear this. Okay. Do you remember ever going on a date with her? She said that you asked her out on on the first of several dates, but nothing progressed beyond kissing. I don't remember specific dates. I do not. And I don't remember if it was that time or later, uh, but I do not remember that. But you know her, but you never dated her ever. Is that what you're saying? Know her, but I don't remember going out on dates. I knew her as a friend. If we did go on on dates, then we did, but I do not remember that. Okay. Well, you're right. Sean was really trying to set him up for the full-on, no, I never dated her. I know her, but I never dated her. I don't I don't recall. And again, I, don't, I honestly don't know if I'm unique in this, but I think I remember anybody I've ever dated. I think. I would be shocked if there's some woman that could come forward and say, we dated. You don't remember that? You picked me up at my house and took me on a date. Mm. You don't remember that. I, I don't think. I don't think there's any that I don't remember. Right. And him right. saying it, it's possible. Yeah, I don't remember. Years is a long time. He's an old man. And then, and then, when you're thinking about <laughs> whether it's because you're really into it and it was so awesome, or you've it's troubled you your whole life, you'd think you'd remember the 14 year old you dated in your 30s. You'd think that that would stand out. Well, now I remember. I took her out, and we killed varmints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> bam, bam, oh, come on! Come on, my six-shooter's jammed. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that's just crazy. He, well, he's done. He's done. Stick a fork in him. And he doesn't just say, no, I did not date a 14-year-old. I don't recall. Several times, Sean gave him several opportunities to say that, and he kept going with the, no, I don't, I don't, I don't recall that. Oh, come on. Well, but, but again, to me, the more interesting part is, why not just lie? Right. I'm not advocating that, folks. Don't get me wrong. 
But politicians do it all the time. Oh, so, please. So it's not like it's a stretch that he would sit there and say, and say no if it were the opposite. But the yeah, fact if they that tell he, the truth twice during the course of a day, that was an accident. So, yeah, it would not be uh, out of the ordinary. As one Republican senator said yesterday on one of the talk shows, I don't remember which one, he said, I find the accusations more believable than the denials. I think that's pretty good. All right, so he's done. Uh, but he might not be done. He might not be done. I don't know. I think he should be done, but I don't know if he is done. I tell you what, the uh, I think it was the New York Times had a great article about how the Democrat Party is just crumbling over the weekend. It's it's more like uh, eaten away by uh, termites than it appears. Oh, geez, it's late. I didn't realize what time it was. Yeah. And, and this has put the Republican Party in an impossible spot. They're trying desperately to hold on to the power in the Senate. You got perhaps an old perv, allegedly. Um, who ought to win in a landslide. Oh, yeah. It's too late to put somebody else on the ballot. So what do you do? A write-in candidate? To, what? I, I tell you what. I'm hoping this is the beginning of something. As the R's and the D's are crumbling in their own corruption and hypocrisy and choking on their own lies. Why some Sean Hannity fans are destroying their Keurig machines, their coffee machines, over that interview. Should fill you in on that. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. breakfast says one texter a lot of texters saying they <laughs> they would not be able to remember everybody they dated uh, years ago okay maybe i just haven't had as wild a dating career as uh, a lot of you yeah maybe a lot of dates maybe younger you know went out once or twice sort of things i could see it as a 32 year old i'm not talking about you're 16 and some girl you went out with once when she was 16 well well you're 32 well, dating a 14 year old i completely see your point and you you don't remember Right. I just find Girls that hard I to believe. mashed with at age 16, sometimes I have to be reminded. Even if, you know, there are several occasions. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, when you're 32 years old, <clears throat> unless he just was kicking around with that many of them. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Um, so why are people destroying their Keurig machines? So Keurig pulled their advertising from Sean Hannity's show, TV show. Is that correct? Because he was backing Roy Moore last week. I guess, yeah. So they saw that as something they couldn't be involved so with. So the the quote, the Sean Hannity show, that's not what he calls his TV show, right? That's just his radio program. So I believe this is from the radio program. Okay. Anyway, so Keurig pulled their advertisements because they, because they didn't like to be in bed with Sean defending Roy Moore. And so people who are Sean Hannity fans started destroying their Keurig machines and videotaping it and put them on YouTube. And some of them are pretty funny with people very creative ways for destroying their Keurig machines. Mm. But, uh, boy, that interview I j- we just played doesn't sound like Sean Hannity backing Roy Moore, but I didn't hear the whole thing. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, the whole uh, pulling your advertising thing, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. usually stupid. It, well, almost always. Um, because uh, it's these, uh, I hesitate to say this, because in this case, there's some really odd behavior going on with the, the girls and the touching and the rest yeah. of it. 
But uh, normally these controversies that these companies are so afraid of, man, in, in 24 hours, in 48 hours, they go. They go. Nobody's going to talk about them anymore. Balance. Things just move so swiftly these days. Balance of the Senate is not a minor story, so we will be following this one. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Unbelievable. You know, there are times I think, oh, this is not good. This is not good. But then I think, listen, we must have a, a tearing down, a, a, a demolition of the major parties and a rebuilding of them or a going away of them, better yet. It's desperately needed. So I just think we have to weather this storm and... And hope little fathead doesn't lob any, uh, you know, any bombs at us, or, or you know, Iran invades Saudi Arabia and World War Three starts, et cetera, et cetera. It'd be nice if the world could leave us alone and let us go through this. It's a difficult time. We're having a difficult time. Speaking of which, maybe your life's a little screwed up. Maybe you're dating fourteen-year-olds. I don't know. Maybe you're several marriages in. Maybe you got, uh, I don't know. You got the sort of family you dread seeing them at the holidays. Trust me, you're doing better than the Span family of beautiful Oklahoma. Well, let's start with a happy story, the story of a marriage between uh, Patricia and Misty. Uh, Apparently, (laughs) gals can get married to each other these days. Who knew? Unbelievable. I take it these women are, uh, well, lesbians. Here's the only holdup. Here's the only problem. Here's Here's the rub, folks. Patricia Spann, age 42, is the mother of Misty Velvet Dawn Spann, age 25. So it is a uh, incestuous lesbian marriage. What are the ages again? I think is, is legal in precisely no states. What are the ages again? 42 and 25. 17 is the answer to your question, Jack. Right, okay. Um, and they're a couple. Well, yeah, they got married. So they're a serious couple. Things are getting serious. <laughs> I think I've found the one. We seem to have a chemistry. Hmm. Mother believer. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting a little hung up on the name here. So evidently when, uh, when, when, when Patricia Spawn, who's still uh, 42 years old, young gal, still a lot of life ahead of her. Uh, when she did give birth to a daughter, she and, I don't know, was there a feller involved? Well, he was at least marginally involved. Decided to name their daughter Misty Velvet Dawn. You name your child Misty, that's a little white trash. A little right. But if that's your people, be proud of your people. Keep it real, all right? Stripping is a perfectly legitimate line of work. Dancing. I prefer the term dancing. Exotic dancing will compromise there. You name your kid Misty, all right. You name your kid Misty Velvet. Wow. Mm. You know what? Buy her some tiny little four-inch heels. <laughs> She's going to have to get used to walking on those things, all right? Wow. You name your child Misty Velvet Dawn? <sighs> then, <laughs> a couple decades later, you marry her. Oh, boy. After you named her that. Oh, boy. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that ever happened. Oddly... Oh, it gets weirder. It gets weirder. Misty now faces a 10-year deferred sentence after pleading guilty to incestuous, incest, incestual marriage. The marriage was annulled six weeks later. Records show the mother lost custody of her children. Looking at her, you can't believe that would be. God dang it, that girl. Oh, she is dumb as she is ugly. Mm, that's a shame. Oh. I'm just telling... 
Jack, I'm a well, journalist here. I'm just reporting the facts. Uh, she lost custody of her children who were adopted, et cetera, et cetera. Then she and Misty Velvet Dawn met and hit it off when they were reconnected in 2014. Patricia, this is the mother, thought the marriage was legal because her name's no longer on uh, Misty's birth certificate. Here's the dumb part. Did the girl come out of you or not? That's your daughter. This is actually chapter two, Jack. Chapter one was back in 08 when Patricia Span married her biological son. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So this is her second hack at marrying her offspring. So she's birthed a couple of kids and married them both. Married them both. Wow. Well, once you marry the first, you can't not marry the second, lest they think you're playing favorites. favorites. My yeah. kids are always talking he's about... He's your favorite! My... No, he's not. Yeah. Yes, he is! That's the way it is. My kids are always complaining, that's not fair! I'll marry you next! Where do they live? Oklahoma. Yeah. So Dang. her her, her what marriage... What happened to the marriage to her son? Well, it was called off because it was incestuous. <laughs> After two years. How that went, I do not know. But so the old gal's already been told by the authorities in Oklahoma, look, you can't marry your own damn child. But she went back for another dip in the well. This is a weird MFing story. <laughs> she, she thought, you know what? That first one didn't work out, but love is strange. I'm getting hitched again to my daughter. Oh, oh, oh. Patricia. Patricia, we've been over this. You remember in 2008 when you married your boy? You remember what happened? Yeah, they called it off, cousin. It was incestuous. Well, now I want you to think for a minute. You're marrying you who? My daughter. You're marrying your daughter. Where do you think this one's going to end up? I don't know. Till death do it. No. 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 Try one more time. What happened when you married your son? It was insane. Right. God, what's the matter with those poor kids, too? They're obviously oh. going along with it as adults. Here, you got to enjoy the pictures. This is mother and daughter. Look at mom there. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. That is something. And they're in jail for this? Uh, no, deferred sentence. I think the good folks, you know, the, the judge is saying, listen. I don't know if I want it against the law for two adults to uh, get married. Even if you're uh, related like that. Well, the the argument's always been, you know, y- you don't want to produce a, a malformed child. Well, yeah. Obviously, these two gals are not. No, I don't mind that being against the law, but I don't know that it would be against the law for them to call themselves married. It's certainly weird, but I don't think that if it were legal, there'd be a rash of this sort of thing. Interestingly, the two of them looking at him just scream inbreeding. Yeah, yeah, you got to wonder if maybe that doesn't go way back in their family line. So, yeah, the judge gave him a deferred sentence, but he's got to be thinking, I, I don't know how to get through with these people. <laughs> you got any more kids? Because I have a feeling I'm going to meet them in about two, three years. Yeah, my older son, Frank, you can't marry him either. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't marry him. No, not you shouldn't. <laughs> you can't. You can't I, marry any of I, I can't. You're telling me I can't marry any of my kids. <laughs> That's correct. But he's handsome. You can't marry him. So I guess wow. I got to have another kid then. <laughs> no, 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 that's not the problem. 
You see that uh, little gal on the right, Marshall? Uh, one of the few women you uh, haven't dated. Hey, now. Oh. <laughs> wow, hey. What a treat she is. Wow. God. Look out. You would remember dating her. <laughs> She's not connected enough. Marshall only dates like daughters of yep. barons. And exactly. Yeah. Film executives. <laughs> barons. <laughs> barons, yes. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Donald Trump praises the president of the Philippines who returns the favor by serenading the president. Facing a wave of sexual harassment complaints, California legislators are moving to handle the deluge, and it is good to be the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell. Coming up, minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. He's an ass. Makes a lot of money, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Here you go, Misty Velvet. Uh, we got a lot on the way. Collar, Misty Velvet, Don Mercedes. That's one too many. Cut one of them off. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I read texts as if they're fact all the time. Marriage between first cousins is legal in 22 states, says this texter. Excellent. 20% 20% of all marriages globally are between first cousins. I could believe that. Yeah, but that includes your weirdo quadrants of the world, and we don't want to act like that. You're better than that, America. <laughs> Bunch of cousin Marian weirdos. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump's lengthy Asia trips down to its final days, and it's become clear that Trump opted not to challenge the Philippine president publicly about human rights. Trump met with the president, Rodrigo Duterte, who's overseen a bloody drug war that has featured extrajudicial uh, killings. Yeah, to call it a drug war doesn't even do it justice. I mean, it's uh, rounding up and yep. snuffing anybody he wants. Yep. Bounty on uh, bounty on anybody suspected of taking drugs or selling drugs, 400 bucks a head. White House saying those conversations, though, about this kind of thing are best carried out in private. Meanwhile, Duterte, during last night's gala dinner in Manila, sang a duet on behalf of President Trump. Oh, boy. A duet of the song I Call with singer Piliti Corrales. <laughs> I'd be praying for an extrajudicial killing. Philippine later telling the audience he'd done so because of, under the orders of the commander-in-chief of the U.S. Drawing laughter as you heard from the crowd and a smile from Trump. All right, after a number of, after a number of women... So he tortures, too. <laughs> After a number of women working at California's Capitol signed off in a letter complaining about sexual harassment at the hands of legislators and their staffers, it's been announced an outside legal team will be taking a look at sex abuse claims involving those California lawmakers. Senate President Pro Tem Kevin DeLeon making the announcement after more claims of sexual misconduct surfaced about a California senator, state senator, Tony Mendoza. All those allegations, of course, have been well known in the Capitol for years, but they didn't do anything about it. Why? It's as if they're corrupt hypocrites. And it turns out Mendoza uh, was sharing a house with De Leon in the Sacramento area because, you know, they often split uh, housing costs by having to maintain two residences. Anyway, De Leon uh, decided to move out of the residence over the weekend following the latest round of charges against his, <laughs> once, his uh, former it's roommate. His good buddy. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
De Leon, uh, by the way, running against Dianne Feinstein for the Democratic Senate nomination. The process for years in the great Democrat capital of California was that a woman would say, hey, this guy touched me or harassed me or told me I had to have sex with him to keep my job. And I, I'm supposed to bring it to this committee to complain. Well, I'm complaining. And 10 days later, she wouldn't have her job. Yep. So she wouldn't have to worry about it anymore, I guess. That was the system for years and years in Sacramento. And there are now reports that the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is looking to get close to $50 million a year in his new contract. ESPN's reporting Goodell also wants lifetime use of a private jet and lifetime health insurance for his family. Well, that's a hell of a gig. Yeah, you could keep the 50 mil if I could have that lifetime use of a jet. How cool would that be? <laughs> Just fly anywhere I want. I'd love lifetime that. use. Yes. Yeah. And lifetime health insurance for the entire family. News coming days after Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones threatened to sue the NFL if negotiations regarding Goodell's contract are finalized without approval from all the NFL team owners. God, it could be the year 2050, and I'd be saying, I want to go to Boca Raton. You're in Boca Raton. <laughs> That's The a re- whole NFL yeah. thing just feels like it's on the other side of the peak, doesn't it? All the way around, every aspect of it. Take the money and run while you can. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. So it turns out if you're a woman and you have a heart attack and you're laying there on the street, it's much less likely than if you're a man, somebody will come along and do CPR. Really? Because we're uncomfortable with touching the booby area. Oh, boy. Teat. According to a study. Interesting. Yeah. I guess that's when you hope. Steven Seagal or Javier Weinstein or whoever comes by, right? Yeah, I'll touch it. I'll do it. Louis C.K., somebody doesn't have a problem. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's not going to help gonna you. He's going to whack it first. That's not going to help and you. And time is of the absence, so maybe call Harvey. The big New York Times story that our NSA devastated by uh, cyber attacks. More on that coming up. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. President Trump openly mocked the leader of North Korea. This is what he wrote. Why would Kim Jong-un insult me by calling me old when I would never call him short and fat? This would be the stupidest possible reason for all of us to die. I'm serious. If the entire country simultaneously tripped while putting on its underwear and fell face forward into the toilet, got stuck and drowned, it would be considerably less stupid than if that tweet caused a nuclear apocalypse. He's funny. He's a funny man. <laughs> oh, boy. I would never call him short and fat. God, that's funny. <laughs> that is unbelievable. The president of the United States is a mean girl. <laughs> well, that's and, so and funny. as observed by I'm Just Diane on the Twitter machine, and the, the real mean girl part is the, oh, well, I try so hard to be his friend. Maybe someday that will happen. Right. Oh, my God. That is so good. You, that is so bitchy. So last week, Charlie Sheen got accused of raping child star Corey Haim back in the day. Right. National Enquirer. 
And Charlie Sheen came out and said, no, I didn't do it. The accuser was one Dominic Brasha, former producer of the Armstrong and Getty show. And um, uh, he told the National Choir that story. Well, so Corey Haim's mom went on Dr. Oz on Friday. And, uh, well, she said this. So what do you think about these allegations that he was raped when he was age 13? I know what's going on out there with what everybody is saying. And I know I can tell you as a mother that I haven't seen one change in character. I would have known if anything was wrong. My kid had nothing. He was like transparent. He never hit anything. He was Corey. It's out of character. That's number one. When my son was 13, he's not going to go and ask Charlie Sheen to go and sleep with him. I have to tell you that this guy is the guy that abused my son. Interestingly enough, Dr. Oz bleeped out the name while every publication in America, including the L.A. Times, uh, published the name of one Dominic Braccia, former child actor. Um, she also said at one point um, that she walked in on an act occurring and threatened uh, the aforementioned Mr. Braccia with a uh, with a pool cue. Yeah. Corey uh, called her, yelling into the phone, help me, help me, help me. She runs over there. Dominic's on top of her kid, Allegedly. according to her. I will obviously, tell you this. She comes off as a little crazy. Yeah, obviously this is a weird situation for us since we worked with Dominic for a number of years. And really have no desire to impugn anybody who doesn't well, have it coming. What do I get out of that? But. Uh, right, but um, she does come off as crazy, the whole... Uh, he, why would he, at age 13, go ask Charlie Sheen to sleep with him? No, Charlie Sheen freaking raped him, lady. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's There's a whole lot of odd to go around. A whole lot. Um, has Dominic re, uh, responded to the accusations from Corey Haim's mom to the National Enquirer, Dr. Oz, or anybody? I haven't seen it. Uh it was interesting. She went on to say, Corey Haim's mom went on to say, I would, well, I think this is pretty obvious, but she she said, I wish I'd have never taken him to Hollywood and just let him be a, a kid who loved playing hockey up in Canada. Hell yeah. And it, it's, it's an awful there. And she said, don't ever take your kid to Hollywood. Being a child star isn't what you think it's going to be. And she said, people always say, why didn't you keep an eye on him? You can't keep an eye on him all the time. He was going over with a bunch of his friends who I knew to play pool at a guy's house. I thought that was a safe thing to do mm-hmm. in this particular story where she says then Dominic was on top of him when uh, when her son called for help. Committing a sex act. You, that would be the thing. You take your kid to Hollywood, don't think you're going to be able to be with them or, or it would be normal to be with them every moment of every day. Right. They're going to be in the hands <clears throat> of uh, people you don't know. Yeah. This is always the case with kids. But Yeah. So where it ends, nobody knows. When did all this uh, allegedly take place? Do we have years I understand. I don't know what the current state of the statute of limitations is. I think they're over. Um, yeah, I think a it's lot like of this Roy, was in like the late '80s. I think it's like the Roy Moore thing. I don't think there's any uh, any trials or crimes or or anything like that to, to to happen. It's just you know either politics in the case of Roy Moore and in this one. I don't know what is it here. Hopefully, hopefully it shames an industry into acting somewhat differently. Yes, yeah. I think the momentum toward say what happened to you. Uh, is a positive one. 
whether it'll have any lasting impact in an industry where there is a tremendous amount of fame and money available and a thousand people who are every bit as good as you. So how do you choose which one? The one who has sex with me is the way that industry is gone for a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, it's uh, there's probably some great uh, philosopher's quotation on this sort of thing. But until you change the nature of something, you're not going to change the way it behaves. You might be able to tweak it uh, onto the straight and narrow briefly, at least to some extent. But five years from now, when we're on to something different or Fathead has is, is lobbed a nuke at Seattle or something, Hollywood will go back to the way it's been because of the nature of it. There was probably some, there was some uh, Oscar like event over the weekend precursor to the Oscar oh, once a week. Do you know what that is? The first one that's happened since the big sex scandal, though. And there were no mention of the sex scandals in this event. People are just wondering, you know, how they're going to deal with it in Hollywood. Come on, Rapey Wood. I expect a sanctimonious, sad uh, moment of silence type uh, thing in the Oscars. No word of sex scandal at first Oscar celebration of season. A um, bunch of people, all your big stars to win in awards and this and that, and nobody mentioned it. I think that's a mistake. I think they ought to mention it and, uh, you know, say we got to do better and everybody stands and claps. I think that'd be perfectly fine, and you could be sincere in that. I think pretending, ignoring it seems like a bad idea. That would be insane. I had sworn off ever watching the Oscars again last year at the end of the show. Um, now I'm curious. Of course, I could just come in and listen to the clips in the morning. I don't know. I don't want to support them in any way. So some hackers got into our NSA stuff, sold some of the most important stuff in our in our national security apparatus. We're going to have that story from the New York Times next hour, among other things. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.